Good evening, Lowell, Massachusetts. And now, presenting a joint production of For the Pops and the NAI Network. The following contest is scheduled for one fall. A verbal history of chaotic wrestling by the two men who were there from the beginning. Hall of Fame ring announcer and commentator, Rich Palladino. He is the current reigning and defending Chaotic Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. Former owner of Chaotic Wrestling for nearly two decades, Jamie Jamakowski. No blood, no cursing, stay off the barriers. It's time to let the chaos begin on the NAI Pop Network. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Let the Chaos Begin, right here on the NAI Pop and for the Pops Podcast Networks. Uh, this is Jamie Jamikowski. I'm here. We are recording this WrestleMania weekend. So Rich is off doing, uh, he's bringing announcing for about 47 different shows in New York and New Jersey areas this weekend. So I am flying solo, but I'm not here alone. Because while WrestleMania may be the showcase of the immortals, I have two New England immortals right here with me in the For the Pops recording studio. Uh, I have a, a, a recent guest of ours. Uh, Tarzan Taylor. Tarzan, welcome back. Hi, thanks for having me. It's an honor to be uh, kind of a fill-in for Rich. We got rave reviews on your episode, Tarzan. <laughs> Did you? Rave, yeah, rave reviews. <laughs> I hear you lost viewers over it. We, 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 lost, we lost some <laughs> listeners, but Todd Pat Pan Sinclair, huge fan of yours. <laughs> I'm honored. Uh, I gotta to, say, I listened to his episode. I was thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, to, to the point where he said, you are the only guest we should ever have on here anymore. <laughs> oh, that's quite a build-up. That's a lot to live up to. You, that's quite a bell to ring. Is that what you were going to say? Is, is that a saying? Is that a saying we don't know about? It's like a bone in your cap, as Tony Giovanni. Would say. <laughs> All right, well, it's a bone in your cap. It's a bell you can ring. Uh, and joining us is another New England immortal. We have, uh, he was part of Chaotic Wrestling for a long time. He's still a part of Chaotic Wrestling, part of the broadcast team. He's been a guest on For the Pops. And uh, we've known each other for, what, probably a decade or more at this point. Yeah. Uh, please welcome former Chaotic Wrestling heavyweight champion, New England champion, tag team champion, yep. triple crown winner, Ooh. Julian Starr. Damn Julian. right. Wow. Thank you for having me, guys. This is fun. Yeah, I can't wait to bring my shovel out and start burying people. Well, that's what we're here for. That's yes! Why, that's literally why we invited you, because <laughs> we know you don't care anymore, yeah. so we're just going to have you. Uh, there's uh, not a lot of triple threat, uh, triple threat, triple crown winners in Canada. There were more than you'd think, because right. it, it kind of built up uh, toward the end, where we had a lot more of them than we originally did. But I know the original ones, like I remember the first ones were... Um, John Walters, Arch Kincaid, Alex Arian, Brian Malonis. Then Handsome, Handsome Johnny is not one. No. Handsome never won the New England title. Oh, no kidding. Yep. Um, trying to think who else is in that mix. Brian Black is a triple is a triple crown winner. Yeah. Brian Fury. Brian Fury. Did we say Louis Ortiz? Uh, Louis Ortiz, yeah. He was one of the original ones. Uh, uh, Chase Del Monte. Chase Del Monte. Yes. Yeah. A recent uh, JT Dunn is not. No. He's never won tag. He's never, never tag. Nope. Ilya Markopoulos isn't. Is he ever? Is he a former uh, tag champion? He, he, he yeah, is he, actually. He and Al. Yeah, I think him and the, Al the, won the, the Greek tag squad, right? Yes, and then he's yeah. been New England champion. He was recently the heavyweight. Yeah, champion. all right. So, so, yeah, so there's there, a lot more, there than, there I more than I thought. That should actually be a. Uh, that might have been a for the pops uh, tiebreaker question. Uh, you're week. right, actually. I think I it think was. Was it you an adult? Probably. Probably kicked my ass. So that might have been heavyweight champions or cold fury main events. That was the worst one when I had to compete against Adult on Cold Fury main events. Yeah, he's like Rain Man of Wrestling. He really so. is. He really is. Wait, what about Maverick Wild? Is he? A... No, Maverick never won New England. I don't think. No. All right. You well, you're, you're the champion of roofing. Yeah, how'd you know? <laughs> <laughs> I read it somewhere. That's right. So we want to welcome our new sponsor to let the chaos begin, uh, Maverick Wild's Roofing. Uh, if you want championship roofing, reach out to Maverick Wild. But no, I, I thought for a little different, like I said, Rich is off on WrestleMania weekend. I think we might be the only three guys involved in New England wrestling who are not there yeah. right now. Because Lord knows I've been watching social media and everybody is there and a part of uh, WrestleMania weekend. Uh, they're not a part of WrestleMania weekend at all. They just no, decided to make a seven-hour drive to participate in an indie show nearby. But no, Rejuliet, I've been on social media. They are part of WrestleMania weekend. <sighs> no, they're so not. I guess that means I, I got a, I got a question for you. Um, like next year. For the Super Bowl, mm -hmm. 
if um you know if they're playing in let's say Tampa, yeah, I can go down there when the Patriots are there and be like, I was part of the Patriots Super Bowl championship. You know what we could do? What? We could just host a flag football game right down the street. Oh, that's a we great are now idea. part of the Super Bowl. That's a great idea. We're yeah. gonna do this. All right, Julian, next year, start I'm, picking your team. All right, start picking your team I will, now. I'll well, organize I mean, it. Some of these guys are going to the show, aren't they? When when you really be considered part of the show. Well, again, you, I've been to a Super Bowl. <laughs> I didn't help the Patriots win it. Yeah, but you were part of the Super Bowl. Was I, though? Was I? Wait, you're, so hold on. I don't think some of the workers <laughs> are actually go. going oh, to boy. WrestleMania. I think that they're just working the shows in the surrounding area, but I don't think they're actually going to WrestleMania, so they're not necessarily a part of the show. They might be a part of like the movement of professional wrestling and the growth of yeah. indie wrestling, but they're not part of... WrestleMania, and that's how that everyone makes it seem on social media. So, if you go to a Garth Brooks concert tomorrow night, <laughs> were you part of the Garth Brooks show, even though he did all the work? I'm just, just, I'm just trying to be. A, yeah, you're trying to be the middleman. Trying to be the middleman. Wow, you are baby facing on us already. This is gonna be a boring ass yeah, episode. Not me. <laughs> Thank God for me and Julian. That's why we brought Julian. Oh man, oh, we all live. Know what happened last time I was on your show? Oh, you can't be afraid of that. You can't be afraid of a few people getting angry. If if I did that, I would have retired 15 years ago. Um, but I figure while we have Julian here, why don't we get started? I mean, I don't think you've ever really told your story no. in in wrestling and specifically chaotic and 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 what you did and kind of the the we've we've brought up. I will say the the end of your first run. Yep. We talked about on a different show. I don't think either of you were on. So I'll bring that up because I referenced you when, when you were our Booker Tarzan. Yeah, it came up briefly on the last episode. So we'll bring that up. But let's, let's start at the very beginning, Julian. Right. When did you start training? Um, I, I saw my paperwork just the other day, actually, because Brian was kind of clearing out some of the files and whatnot. I think I signed up with you guys in 2000. I want to say 2008 because okay, 2008. I was um, training with a couple guys, Derek Mitchell and uh, Matthew. I can't remember his last name. I think it's Slicer or something like that. But they were kind of like these guys in Haverhill. Okay. So when I got out of high school, I had no plan. And my only plan was professional wrestling or die. So I was like looking for wrestling schools in Haverhill, and I didn't really understand or know anything about independent wrestling. So... I Google, I find that these guys are running what's a wrestling school. So I show up and I had done, when I was like 14, I had done fantasy camps with Steve Bradley at WFA. Really? Yeah. I that's never what, knew that. I met Scott Gurren at that time, Scott Reed at that time. Wow. Uh, a couple other guys there. So to fast forward anyway, I go Google this school in Haverhill and I was there for about a year. We might have run uh, a couple shows in Haverhill High School and whatnot. But these guys kind of like, it was funny, the first time we kind of like learned how to run ropes, bump, they kind of saw that I knew how to do that based on, you know, what they were watching. So the third day, they go, we want to make sure that we can beat you up. So we're all going to stand in a corner and each of you, each one of us are going to give you five moves. So I just would take a bump and feed up. <laughs> Tarzan is morally offended next to you right so, now. So like one guy picks me up, gives me a straight jacket powerbomb. Um, another guy gives me a package pile driver and it basically just went around in circles there till I took 20, uh, what's, what's five times 20 four. Yes. 20. So I took 20 devastating moves. So they felt confident enough. They could beat me up. I, honestly, I know it sounds crazy, but I do like, I'm glad that these guys kind of helped me get my foot in the door because as much as they didn't know, they did know enough to help me, but I didn't discover you guys mm -hmm. until uh, you guys had a uh, TV deal on, was it my TV? Yeah, my TV out of New Hampshire. So I wake up one morning and I see Chaotic Wrestling. And I'm like, what is this? And I again, I knew nothing about independent yeah. wrestling. I, they had to teach me about the burning hammer and all that stuff. Oh, jeez. So um, it's a lot of high scores in those games. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, man. Anyway, they taught me about the burning hammer. Um, I find out about Chaotic Wrestling. And that's when I Googled you guys. And then all of a sudden I find, I see the, well, funny story. All right, so I see this thing at the top. You guys had that WWE tryout thing? Yeah. So I click that. Yeah. Because, of course, I'm confident, and I'm like, I'm going to get this tryout. Sure. So I click it. I fill it out. I get a call. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and come down to the school. I show up, and the only people are there are Max Bauer and Handsome Johnny. Okay. So <laughs> they go, $50. So I... Fork over 50 bucks, yep. and they're like, okay. So it was just like a fantasy camp, but just me, one other. That's crazy. Yeah, one other joke, and then like wow. those two. 
So they just watched us. We cut approach just like a fantasy camp. They gave me feedback, sent me on my way. That was it. Wow. So then I find out later you guys are holding the bigger fantasy yeah. camp. I go to that one. Biff was actually at that one. Okay, so you started with Biff, Oni Lorcan in, in yes. NXT now? Yes. Right. Uh, so I start there. Um, I was pissed because I felt I was better than him, and you guys yeah. chose him for like that, that package oh. deal. Oh. Another person who's upset about... Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're holding me you back. Screwing people for you. <laughs> All right, I'll add you to the list. All right, got yeah. it. Great. So whatever, I... I I get pissed, and then I was just like, all right, I'm going to get in the greatest shape possible, and when they do another fantasy camp, I'm going to get this other deal. And uh, all of a sudden, like, you guys run another fantasy camp. I can't remember when it was, but I go ahead and do that one. You guys chose me for that deal. And then oh, wow. uh, that's when uh, I think it was about 2008. I want to say it was around my birthday in March that I started. So who do you remember who else started at those fantasy camps with you besides Biff? Like, who else? Because that was my question I was going to ask you. Yeah. I, I say it all the time on this show. I remember chaotic wrestling in eras. And I always remember, like, there was the first era, the originals. Gino, Ronnie D, uh, Eddie, Louie. Muhammad. Ali Muhammad. Yeah. <laughs> then there was the middle one, where that was Handsome, um, Chase, Logans, Tommaso, Max. Mm-hmm. The next one I remember... Is is the one that that started lighting the fuse on me quitting? Yeah, uh, <laughs> it, 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 it was Sherman and Pat yeah. and Nick Fahrenheit yep. and that whole group. That was the group where I started to feel like this industry might not be for me anymore. Mm-hmm. You're somewhere in the middle of those last two, though, yes, right? Yes, I am. Yes. So I don't remember. I know that. So when I first started. Um, it was like Biff had just been there for, I want to say it was only like six, four or six months. So it was like right after the fantasy camp. I want to say you guys held another camp six months later. I had seen Biff. I remembered him from the camp. So Biff had been there for like six months. Um, and then Ilya, obviously, reoccurring training uh, trainee. And then... Well, Ilya's been training at the CTC since what? I think it was uh, 1976. Yeah, since he was an embryo. Yeah. Um, so... And then, what was his name? Tony Bennett? Tony Bennett. Tony yeah. Bennett. yeah. So my, my former tag team partner. You guys. So uh, Tony Bennett had started, which they, you know, he was okay, I guess. But um, I can't he remember. He good. He did. He had a, good he had a great exactly. look. Nice guy. Yeah. yeah. That's where it stopped. And then... Uh, <laughs> wow. All right. No, I, I love Tony, <laughs> gonna be, honestly. It's going to be easy <laughs> for you, to, uh, Tarzan. I never, I never hated Tony. I loved him. But... Um, those are realistically the only guys that I really remember. Was Greeley in that group? Yes, Greeley. Okay, Greeley too. So and all right, this has been let the chaos begin right here, and, and we're we're done. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot you don't have a, a high fine. opinion. We're so fine. I remember like us four or five just being like the group, and at that time when I just started, Mike Hollow just came back. Okay, so literally, this was, his was his second yes round with so us. So I trained with Malonis and Todd for about yep. a week. The next week I show up, coach shows up. Okay. Of course, I have no idea who this guy is, so I'm getting the 4 and one on him. And uh, everyone's like, oh, my God, Coach Hollow, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, well, someone want to fill me in what's going on here? Awesome. And uh, I just – I remember that group, and I stayed there. Greeley, um, the other group, which was like like you said, Pat Matthews yeah. and Sherman, yeah. those guys didn't come for like another year. Yeah, no, it, was a couple, it might have been a couple years, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah I want to say it was like a year and a half, almost two, before they even walked through the door. Because right now we're in what, like 2009-ish? Yes. And when did you start booking? Right around here, right? I booked – I took over right after Cold Fury 10. So that would be so, 2011. Yeah. Because right? we're always one year behind. Yeah. Okay. So you haven't even appeared on the scene yet. I've been uh, when he started. I don't think I had done anything for Chaotic at that right. point. I think I might have done one like camp. a battle royal or a camp or something. I done a camp that Nova had done at the school, and I did a battle royal, but I hadn't really done anything really other than that. Chaotic okay, ball. when he came aboard, gotcha. I met him. He was already wrestling. I met you at a Spooky World, if I remember. Yes, you did. <laughs> I was going to ask, so how did you two meet? So we were, I had known of, and this is going to be a funny story, which will backdate to when I started yeah, wrestling with the hilarious. guys in Haverhill. <laughs> so um, back when I first started wrestling in Haverhill with the other yeah. guys, I told you kind of got my foot in the door. Um, I had heard about a Max Spectro, Tarzan Taylor, and then my brain started to kind of put two and two together. Because when I was 14, I used to go to WFA shows, and I remember watching the Noise Boys. And so one... Sorry. This is starting <laughs> to come back to me now. Okay, yeah. So I was like, oh, that's who that guy is. So 
there was a deal where um, there was another show being run by uh, Brian Privatera, which, yeah, I know. Um, the, another, the, mem- another member of the Jamie Jamikowski <laughs> fan club. <laughs> the size in the room. Um, so he, he, I think he was running a show, and Matt was booked on it, and I remember that. And I remember going to the gym, and there was a poster hanging up, and I was told to rip it down if anyone's trying to run a show in Haverhill. So I ripped this thing down, and then I get this threatening phone call from this jamoke, and I'm like, who's this guy think he is? Long story short, that's how I kind of knew Matt. And then we fast forward. There was this time where we kind of got together as a group. We go to Spooky World. Um, I had known that he was coming. Uh, I was already pretty close with Brian and, uh, sorry, Fury and, and everyone else. And then all of a sudden, Matt just comes walking out of the woods, and he still has his long hair. So it just looks like... (laughs) A, a Sasquatch of some sort oh just comes God. walking out of the woods, and we're like, "Is that Tarzan?" <laughs> and he's just like, "She's like coming out of the woods," and that was like, I think the first time we ever met, and then uh, we didn't actually like get deeply acquainted until I think we worked each other in Hudson. Yes, and then we, yeah, that's when I got to find out how Tarzan changes in a locker room. And, and wait, how does Tarzan <laughs> change in a locker room? Well, he'll stare you right in the eye and yeah. with no towel, just drop draw. So you're just seeing everything. Wow. So you get to see his third leg and you're just like. This is why I never went in the locker rooms. <laughs> despite, you know, despite common common rumor, no, never stay away from the locker rooms. This mm-hmm. might be why some did hang out in the locker rooms. A little um, added to that story. Uh, I came out of the woods because my girlfriend at the time. <laughs> We got into a fight on the way, and she kicked me out of the car. Yes. <laughs> so I had to walk, I think, two miles yes. from where she left me to get to Spooky World. Are you serious? <laughs> yep. Yeah. We had heard about this, and we were just... The guy's a trooper, I'll tell you that. I believe nobody... Crockett took a bet that I wasn't going to show up. Yes. Yes, he did. That, that used to be the thing. So like, we used to take bets... Because Tarzan didn't have, I'm sure he can admit this, the greatest of relationship at that time. So we used to take bets at times whether he was going to show up for stuff. Now yeah. we do that with Crockett. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> well, when I saw you guys at, at poker, and maybe you guys weren't there, because you weren't there. You were there, obviously, because it was at your house, Tarzan. Yeah. But I actually, like, gently, like, I never know, like, where I stand with certain people mm-hmm. and, like, how things shift. So, you know, like, when you stop hearing from somebody, you kind of gently try to bring up in casual, hey, has anybody heard from, and that's when I found out, no, it's not just me that Crockett ignores. No. Crockett's apparently dropped off the face of the earth <laughs> yes. until he randomly shows up to ref at a show mm-hmm. uh, for, for uh, Astromania the yeah. other night. Yeah. I saw pictures and I was like, wait, is he refing? And then yeah. Susanna said the same thing. She's like, is Crockett back at refing? I was like, no, he usually does like a spot show. But here my favorite Crockett spot is um, when, like recently, he texted me on something. And I responded back. Oh yeah, let me know what you want. Yeah, crickets. Nice. Just, I'm like, all right, never mind. I'm convinced he good. gets put in a cage or something, and he's just not allowed to touch anything. It could be. For a it could so, be. To sidetrack a little, when did you actually decide to sign up at the Chaotic Training Center? I signed up. So yeah, sorry, we're getting off topic. So I mean, you said you came in with that group, but was it the fantasy camp? That yes, made it was you actually. So what, after the second fantasy camp, six months after, do we the give fifth you the free scholarship yes. on that one? So okay. now I'm the. The guy you guys give me that free scholarship. Yes. So then at that point, um, I signed up, and then I was there every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Mm -hmm. Every single day. And I trained there up until my neck injury. How old were you when you signed? I started. You were young. Yeah, I signed. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I was 18. I I thought you were 18. Which is weird to think that you've known me since I was 18 and I'm 30. Yeah, it's crazy. I saw you were a big 30th birthday celebration. Yeah. I sent you a nice little e-card, though. You that did. was nice. You did. sent you a couple, actually. <laughs> but uh, So then, how long before you got on Chaotic Shows? Um, Not Honestly, long. it was like six months. Yeah. Six to eight you were months. Quick. Yeah. And like I wasn't a worker, more or less. I was kind of just like a stand-in for Malonis's, uh uh, gimmick there. Don't where he was gloss doing over like, this. This is what I'm trying to get to. No, no, I know. What was your first was, role? Your so first role. My was first awesome. role. I was like, uh, like a secret agent. So you know how right. like the secret agents do the presidential. Yeah, thing? secret service. Yeah, secret service. That's what I was trying James to think. James Bond. He was a secret. Yeah. <laughs> no, because what it was was at the time. Um, I don't remember who was champion, but there was some controversy about the chaotic wrestling championship. Yes. So in the storyline, Brian Malonis decided he was going to run. To be chaotic wrestling champion, yeah. so he ran a campaign. Yep, and we created it was actually Crockett created graphics that said Malone's for champion. They were very Malone's giving a big smile and a thumbs up, with like red, white, and blue in the background. Love that. And then Love we we assigned him mm-hmm. a security detail, yeah. which were you and, and Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett. You guys were you were Agent Star. Yep. And he was Agent 
Black. Black. No, 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 no. <laughs> that was the idea. No, he was Agent Magic. Cause yes, his, he was. His is one thing that people, and we should talk about this a little bit. Yeah. Because I don't think we've ever really had a true CTC student no. on yet that's talked about it. Nope. Back then, I don't know what they do at the New England Pro Wrestling Academy these days, but we used to do all kinds of crazy stuff, where, mm. especially when Fat Pants was around or Handsome, me, yep. Malonis. We would actually do character nights. Yes. And it would be a night where we didn't do any ring work. I would bring in games from Who's Line, mm -hmm. and it would be, would do like the, uh, would do a part, would do like party uh, quirks. Yes. Where would have everybody, it'd be a, a party in the ring. Yeah. And people would have to pick out of a hat, and you might be a gorilla trying to open a suitcase. Mm -hmm. um, you might be uh, somebody who thinks everybody's pectorals are fruit. And like, you just have to act just to do anything different. To loosen you up. Yeah. But then other things we would do is we would encourage guys, all right, create a character mm -hmm. and cut a promo. Yeah. And I want to say that Tony Bennett, came up with one day he comes out with he was black magic black magic yes <laughs> black yes magic. he did yeah. yes so he came up with black magic we put two and two together my mm -hmm. name came because my actual shoot middle name is star so shut up wait you didn't know that i never knew that till, till this moment yeah learning all sorts so, of things uh, yeah so my shoot middle name is star so so you were raised in a family of hippies so i actually so uh someone told me to come up with a wrestling name and i was like i don't know what to do i don't know what to do it was actually biff who helped me so Biff was like, this is a pretty standard question. This is kind of how people come up with their wrestling names back in the day. He's like, what's your middle name? And I was like, Star. And he looked at me like I was crazy. And he was like, is that really your middle name? And I was like, yeah. He's like, why aren't you using your first and middle name? That's I never knew that until this and moment. And so Biff told me. So when you guys asked me, what's your wrestling name? I said, Julian Star. You guys added an extra R. Mine's just S-T-A-R. So you guys added This is crazy. I did sent, you know this? I didn't know this. Wow. Yes. I sent it to someone. I forgot who it was. I want to say it was Kevbo, maybe? Someone. Yep. And I told him that's my wrestling name. And all of a sudden, I see another star. And this is just a stupid thing to get irritated bit. But I was so mad you guys added another R to it. <laughs> I don't know why, but it bothered me. But Honestly, I, I wonder if that came from me. It Going might from the WWE thing that if I add an extra R, yeah, they yeah. I own your name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I. long story short, that's kind of... Where I started is like Agent Star, and then we kind of morphed into wrestling at that time. So who was, was who months. was booking at that point? Do you remember? Uh, I want to say, I remember there was a point, and I don't know if it was around this time, but I think Todd was booking because his back was hurt. Okay, so this is during Handsome's injury period. Yeah, so so he, think, was, he was booking. Yeah, Got you it. had a larger hand yep. in kind of booking. Yeah. And then Crockett, I know, had a little tidbit He was kind of there, too. All right, so it was, that was the me, Crockett, and... Handsome, era. yeah, Got and it. I, I think I don't know if this was the time, but I think Kevbo had a little bit in there. So okay, because we're starting to approach a crossover period because yeah, you come in I not was too long, in, not as a booker, but I was yeah. coming right. in and I was working some of the Got odd it. chaotic yeah, shows. So I, think, I do remember those guys. Yeah, so I think that was that error, and then like I didn't actually start wrestling on shows. I think I did that security gimmick. We didn't actually get put in a match until like we had to work Rick Fuller, which was fun. How was that? Um, my chest felt that, but uh, <laughs> it was actually a lot of fun. And um, my biggest goal was I know I'm not going to be able to have this great match, but I want, like, my only goal was I want to make Rick look like a million dollars. Like, I want to bump like yep. a maniac for him. Um, but I, I thought it was fun. Uh, it was painful, but it was fun. I always say Rick was like one of the nicest guys you'd ever meet. Soft spoken. You could talk about anything in the locker room. Intimidating as uh, he's scary, dude. Yes, scary, but dude. nice. Invited me to his house. I got to yeah. have a tab with him. Is it, we all we've all had a tab with Rick. <laughs> Every single one of us. Yeah, I love Rick. Um, I remember Rick telling me a story in a locker room once, and Rick is one I really want to get on this podcast because Rick's awesome. Yeah, but he was telling me, and God, this has to be. It has to be before my daughter was born. It has to be over 15 years ago. But at the time, his daughter was starting to date. And he was telling me a story where, yeah, and this is a shoot. His daughter had to bring the boy home before he'd let her go on a date with him. Can you imagine being <laughs> a 16-year-old kid, not knowing anything from wrestling? Yeah. 16-year-old kid, you want to take, you know, Kristen out. On a date, mm. a girl you know from your sophomore high school class, you're yeah. going to go to a movie, you have to meet her dad, and Rick Bleep and Fuller opens the door. No. No, because <laughs> I was 18 years old, and they're like, you're going to work Rick Fuller, and I almost, my pants. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I I can't imagine being that young and being like, oh. My, my favorite Rick Fuller story, and I'll look at you, Tarzan, because you obviously worked with him. You booked him. Yeah. Um, my favorite Rick Fuller story ever was. He had a, it was a, I don't want to say it was a throwaway match, but similar to yours. Mm -hmm. We had put him in there. Actually, it wasn't a young, I think it was a storyline. It was a tournament of some sort. So it was a guy who was 
experienced but wasn't top of the card yet. Yeah. I'm going to go nameless. Um, but Rick comes in. It was the PAV, and we sit down, and this other guy comes in, and Rick goes up. So what are you thinking? This guy had the entire match laid out. <laughs> Why do I remember this? Uh, yeah, this was. Really <laughs> so he's 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 like, yeah, and then we'll do this, and I'll do up and over, and then boom, and then boom, 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 in the corner, mm. feet on, boom, 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 and Rick's going, all right, all right, yeah, all right. Goes to the other Rick goes, all right, that sounds good. Guy leaves. Rick smiles at me, and I, and I think it was me and Handsome, so mm-hmm. it might have been right around this time. Yeah. So he goes, yeah, we're not doing any of that. <laughs> and all I remember was they get in the ring, lock up. And chops. And it was just <laughs> chops after chops after chops. And I remember watching the monitor laughing my ass off. Like, that's what you get yeah. when you when you book your match with Rick Fuller in the car on your ride to the PAV. That's what's going to happen. It's just... Uh... Okay, but I know we got off track, and I know we still have so much to cover. So what I want to do is I want to take a quick break, uh, and then we're going to come back with, with Julian Starr and Tarzan Taylor. You are listening to Let the Chaos Begin right here on the NAI Pop and... For the Pops Podcast Networks. We'll be right back. Are you a wrestling fan, but you've always wanted to get in the ring? Do you want to follow in the footsteps of superstars like Donovan Dijak and Flip Gordon? Then check out the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. At the NEPWA, you can live your wrestling dreams and train at the best pro wrestling school in the Northeast. Check out NEProWrestling.com for information on joining and about their upcoming fantasy camp. It's NEProWrestling.com. Start your pro wrestling dreams today. Are you looking for a way to spice up your life? Maybe add some fun and excitement to the bedroom. Then check out BigOBoutique.com for everything you're looking for. Whether you want to shop for pretty lingerie and pajamas or are looking for sensual lotions and toys to try out, Big O Boutique has exactly what you need. And don't worry, our online store is easy to use and will help you find all the right tools for you and your partner. We carry a huge assortment of lingerie, lotions, and more, all shipped discreetly to your door. As a special offer for the Pops listeners, enter code POPS at checkout to save 10% on your order. That's P-O-P-S to save 10%. So go to BigOBoutique.com today. That's BigOBoutique.com. We are back with Let the Chaos Begin right here on the NAI Pop and for the Pops Podcast Networks. I'm Jamie Jamikowski. Rich Palladino is away for WrestleMania weekend right now, but I'm here with my two guests today. We've got former Chaotic Wrestling writer and booker Tarzan Taylor, and the person we're really talking to is Chaotic Wrestling commentator, Triple Crown winner, and uh, a guy I've known for a long time, uh, Julian Starr. And before the break, Julian, we were just kind of talking about how you got started in Chaotic Wrestling and when you really started working with us regularly. That's insane. So then, all right, so so then you're you're part of Malonis's Security. Secret Service. Yep. And then do you remember what your first solo run was? Or do you remember your first the first titles that you won? Um, first title that I ever won was the New England Championship. Okay. So um, I don't remember what transition. Oh, I do remember. So you remember who you beat? Yeah, uh, I don't. Do you? Really? Do you? Yeah, I, I, do. I have a horrendous memory. So you you actually beat a WWE employee. What? Yep. Uh, For your first belt. I, know I did is. not say a WWE superstar. <laughs> you beat a WWE. Did I beat Tommaso? No. No. Gosh, no. You couldn't beat Tommaso on your best day. <laughs> That's no. not true. I did beat him. No. Which actually leads to one of my heat stories, but I'll talk about that later. Good. So no, no. So you you beat a member of the SmackDown roster. For your first New England title. Why am I not remembering this? I know exactly who he's talking about. Does he? <laughs> I do. I know exactly who. Who is it? I believe it's one half of the blowout boys, Danny E. Oh! <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Okay. So I remember this. <laughs> Here we go. So, all right. Now everything's coming back. So if we go in timeline, so what happens is, is there's a storyline at some point where uh, Malonis loses with Rick and so on and so forth. And then Malonis basically kicks his security to the side and says, I don't need you. Jokes anymore. You big jerks. So then Magic and my myself have like a handicap match. We basically get squashed and then we're taking off shows. Like we're done. And then at some point, 
you guys it was actually you jamie so this was cold fury i remember this specifically okay. nine right uh, nine. might have been cold yep. fury nine so i remember getting a call i was at the school and you're like hey you get some free time i'm like yeah what's up and you were like hey can you um buy a singlet because we need you to be el milagro tonight oh. uh and i was like the glorious legacy and of then you're like because i was also going to be in that battle yep. royal yep so I was going to wrestle um, the Battle Royal. Yeah. And then you guys had this plan of like, eh, we'll see how this goes. Like, yeah. we'll put Julian over in the Battle Royal and see how it happens or see what happens. So before that, you were like, uh, Louis has no one to wrestle and okay. he's going to open the show. Can you be El Milagro? So I was like, yeah, absolutely. So that night was like kind of the start of my singles i think okay. i had had one match in woburn against psycho all right another and, chaotic legend hall of famer and bef- technically yeah, i so don't know just be- he is on the, yeah he got inducted was that a real induction though <laughs> did he get a plaque i think he did just because this <gasps> sobs the logan turned on him doesn't mean that uh it wasn't a real I, I don't know we have to we have to check the rest the record books Continue, yeah, him Julius. and barbie are both in the hall of fame so barbie's in the hall of fame too yeah you yeah, didn't yeah. know that the only female. i remember that <laughs> all right, continue. All right, so, all right. Well, well, I checked the 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 <laughs> the, book, the, the history. Continue, yes. All right, so um, just before that, you guys kind of tried me out as a heel. Um, I had made maybe done like two or three matches uh, before that um, as a heel, and then you guys kind of turned me baby. Uh, there was a point where we wrestled in Lawrence, um, and I got to tag with uh, Nick Dinsmore or Eugene. Really? Against Biff and Brian. Yeah, I have pictures of it on, on Facebook. Was that the weekend he did the camp? Yes. So like that's how long oh. you guys held me for. Can we tell those stories about that that miserable weekend oh. of that camp? Uh that camp. where there were some there were some uncomfortable moments with a current WWE superstar uh, and Nick Dinsmore so that weekend. Well, I don't know if where that, I don't know if you really want to be. I'm okay with it. I mean, what, what's you think he's gonna listen? Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. No, no, neither of them. <laughs> but no. But um, yeah, there was there was some uncomfortable moments. I even had future uncomfortable moments with him in uh, Delaware, but I won't delve into that. Um, but yeah, so you guys kept me for as a baby face for a while because you tried me as a heel a couple times, didn't work. Then you tried me as a baby. It's kind of working, and then. Um, I don't remember how long I ran as a baby before you guys decided to on Cold Fury was like my big go where you okay. asked me to be El Milagro. So I wrestled this opener, which is 20 minutes long <laughs> with <laughs> Louie and everyone gives Louie, oh, Louie, great job, blah, blah, blah. It was a great match. I take the mask off and three people. What the hell's wrong with you? Are you going 20 minutes long? Blah, 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 blah. the opener. You're doing every dive under the book. And I'm staring at everyone like, guys, I had no control. Like, I don't call these matches. Like, I just follow them. I'm new. And they're like, you're a piece of shit. You know that? Like, so I'm just like, I'm confused. I'm like, I don't know what's happening right now. So, (laughs) on that note, I wanted to bring up when I first came aboard. I'd met you a few times. I had worked some chaotic shows, and I was—I hadn't been the booker yet. But I noticed you weren't the most popular guy there. No, I was not. And I didn't have a lot of interaction with you. And I worked that one time with you, and I enjoyed the match we had. Yeah, me too. But I wasn't. What, in your own words, what would you think? Is what? What did you do? What did you do? So you had a lot of heat when I came aboard. Yeah, I was not everyone's biggest fan, and and I know why now because there are now newer people that came after me who did the same thing, and I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be extremely honest now. So. As opposed to before, so because <laughs> also I'm glad you asked this, Tarzan, because I remember in a recent group chat, yeah, you made mention in a text like, yeah, Jamie wasn't a big fan of mine when I was a worker, yeah, and I don't remember you being somebody I disliked, but you could have been. So bring, bring yes, us both up and to speak. and so here's why I am, um, and to this day I've never changed. I was this way as a kid. I was this way as a young adult. I'm this way now. I'm a very brash. I'm very brashly honest to a fault. Um, I have no filter, and so. If if an opinion came across my mind, I just blurted it out. And you, as you guys know in the wrestling business, when you're a newer person, you kind of want to keep your mouth shut and only speak when spoken to. Well, if I had an opinion and I thought something sucked, I was like, well, that sucked. And, of course, when you have older people around me being like, who the fuck does this kid think he is? 
and I'm spouting my mouth off and saying this sucks, this sucks, or I feel like I can do things better, yeah, that's looked down upon. Uh, people thought I had a chip on my shoulder, which for the most part I did in the sense that I thought I could be better than everyone else. I didn't think I wasn't arrogant about it. I wasn't trying to be at least, but I had more confidence that I could outperform anyone. Um, and I try to tell people to have that now, but there is a sense of control. And here's why I can see what I did, which would I can see why it rubs people the wrong way is because mm-hmm. f- when Flip started, Flip was the yep. same way. Okay. And I had to have the talk that Fury had with me with Flip. And then, like, I've had to have this talk several times with Tex. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, I've had to have this talk several times with others. And so I know what they saw. But if you want to separate the stigma in wrestling or how you're supposed to act in wrestling, that wouldn't rub anyone else wrong in any other profession or or anything. People would like the fact that someone feels confident they can do something. And it's, I think it, I personally think it's a business, it's a show business. And so if people feel threatened, it's the whole screw this guy because, you know, he could be threatening. I this is going to sound like I'm putting myself over, but honestly, I, I think some of it was feeling threatened. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of it was you come across as douchey when you walk around like your shit don't stink. Yep. So that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. And like I said, I'm honest to a fault and i have no filter so if i saw something on screen and i was just with a bunch of veterans i was like Ugh, that sucked yeah and everyone would just be like who the fuck does this kid think he is yeah. so uh, period and period time and time and time over you know all of that stuff and then of course you know uh wrestling news travels like a cancer oh, yeah. so the moment one person hears it everyone hears it and there were times so who was your friend group like who are you hanging out with very few people. I'm an introvert. So um, at the time, yeah. I was really close with Biff. Okay, so Biff. Biff, like we would stay after class till like three in the morning and just right. complain about how no one accepted our wrestling and how no one appreciated our hard work. Um, and then there was a time we went to a big time wrestling show mm-hmm. and shit all over the entire card. <laughs> he got drunk and we were oh, literally man. heck like this is the worst part. Max Bauer took it upon himself to bring us because he knew we can work. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to try and get you on the show. We didn't get on the show. So yeah. Biff said, screw it. I'm going to get drunk. He got drunk. And we heckled the entire card <laughs> stop to finish. Wow. And then to boot, God rest his soul. We fucked with Ox Baker and took a picture with a wallet. So we used Jesus. the wallet as a camera and took a picture because we thought that would be funny to rib him. Oh, my and God. it wasn't until a fan came over and he's like, you know, he's a legend. You shouldn't be fucking with him. And we're like, fuck off, nerd. So we legit right <laughs> oh to his my face. God. So as you know, you never know who's friends with who, right? Yeah. You guys actually had to have a talk with me about this. So <laughs> you never know who's friends with who. That's awesome. So this clown, I find out, is friends with one of the competitors. You guys may know him. He is uh, a hell of a competitor. His name's Rush. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> so he, I guess, whispered to Rush, like yeah. these assholes. Yeah. Where to the grapevine yeah. finds out Max brought them. Max is like, oh, my God. <laughs> Word goes to the vine, and yeah. you pull me and Biff up. Awesome. And you had to have a talk with Biff oh. and I. Like, what the hell's wrong with you guys? <laughs> that sounds like And so that right there was, like, the start of my stupidity, like, stupid moves of, like, just being a troll. Okay. And you guys have to have a talk, but because Biff and I are like, we're talented. Fuck these guys. Right. We're still doing stupid shit. Um, that's amazing and it just never stopped it was speaking out of term being on show like I would go if I got booked for lesser shows yeah. and you, you know what I mean by lesser yeah. shows I'd be shitting on the card <laughs> while, you're while I'm in the yeah. locker room so I'm in the watch and, and I'm just like look Good at that fucking you. shitty body slam or, <laughs> look at that shitty clothesline oh my and God. people you know how their ears are like uh, yeah. beacons so yeah. they're hearing everything I'm saying and it's just it's traveling through the wrestling world and everyone's That's just amazing. like this kid is a fucking moron and now that i'm older i see why people would get mad at me because if i That's was older amazing. i would hate that person too <laughs> well you know what we're gonna, god I'm, I'm stunned that's awesome though <laughs> what, what we'll do is 
ironically, despite all this, mm-hmm. Julian had a really good run and a long run in Chaotic Wrestling, mm-hmm. and yeah. it was kind of when you came on board, Tarzan, that a lot of that stuff started to happen. Yeah. I'd so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a quick break, and then we come back. We're going to talk about your Chaotic Wrestling run, yep. uh, some of the good stuff you were booked in, some of the bad stuff Tarzan put you in. Um, <laughs> when it when it all came to an end, yes. Um, when you lost your smile, yes. And we'll uh, and then I have a couple other little little moments I want to bring up, but we'll do that when we come back. You're listening to Let the Chaos Begin right here on the For the Pops and the NAI Pop Networks. Hey, Jamie, I understand we have a new sponsor for the show. Yeah, this is pretty exciting, Rich. Simple Corp Global. Men's and women's grooming products delivered right to your home. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. You know, I've known about Simple Corp Global for a while. Uh, they have great products. They have a great system where, you know, you don't have to rent a CVS. You don't have to run to Stop and Shop to get all your stuff. They have these great products they deliver right to your door. And the cool part is they actually have three different lines literally for everybody in your family. Their core line, and Rich, I'm looking at you for this one. Hmm. You know, let the chaos begin. We always have these wrestlers coming in. What is the deal with all you people with beards now? I'm not answering that, Jamie. I mean, you got beards and fuzz and all that stuff. Well, Simple Man, their core product line, it's actually have a huge line of men's stuff like beard oils and beard bombs. So that that Brillo pad on your face for your wife, Lisa, yes, that could be soft and supple for you going She'll forward. She'll be happy. I'll tell you, my daughter, Nikki, she swears by their Simply Hers line. They have their volumizing products, and, and she swears. It's like, bam, instant hydration for her hair. And then... You know, for any women listening out there, you know, if you want to get a nice gift for the guys, they actually even have a luxury cologne line called Alfred Hoff that's been sold in, like, retail markets around the world that's now exclusive to Simple Corp Global. That's fantastic. And you know me with a wife and uh, 13-year-old twins. I'm all about saving money. So we're talking salon quality without paying salon prices. Well, yeah, I mean, I feel worse for you than me because I don't know if you've noticed. You know, you should talk, you should talk to your son about this stuff because if you notice now that it seems like teenage boys— they seem to be spending just as much money on their appearance as teenage girls now. They sure are. And the cool thing, Rich, you know, you said it's one thing to save money. The great thing with Simple Corp Global is you can make money, too. They actually have a program where you can shop for free as a repeating customer, or you can have your own website where when people shop with you, you actually make money. And the best thing I love about their company is their corporate motto. It's work hard, play harder. So they have all kinds of rewards and bonuses for anybody who shops with them or signs up to sell with them. So definitely check them out online. That's simplecorpglobal.com backslash for the pops. Once again, simplecorpglobal.com backslash for the pops. You're listening to Let the Chaos Begin right here on the NAI Pop and the Fourth Pops Networks. I'm Jamie J. Mikowski, Rich Palladino. He is away for WrestleMania weekend, but I've got uh, Todd Fatman Sinclair's famous guest helping me out today. I've got Tarzan Taylor. How are you today, Tarzan? You've been, we haven't included you too much so I far. I feel like I'd be letting him down if I don't. Yeah, so you'd you know, be here so every time. I, I apologize, Todd. And our featured guest of the day is, is Julian Starr, former Chaotic Wrestling Triple Crown winner, <laughs> as we learned. And before the break, I got a sidetracked. I forget how I did it. But you were telling the story mm-hmm. about, we were talking about your first title win. Yes. Uh, against Danny E. Yes. And you started to tell us how it happened. So yep. you, were, you were in a battle royal as Milagro. Yeah, uh, so no. Actually, I was in... So I did the opening match for Milagro. Yep. I wrestled three times that night. Asked to Argen- did, did we pay you anymore? Uh, no. Okay, good. Um, good. I was making sure. Because I would have asked for some money back if we had. <laughs> so I wrestled the opener. Yep. And then I got changed in Julian Star gear. And this is about the time that... Uh, this is going to small details that don't matter. But this is about the time that uh, Handsome had asked me to switch to Trunks. He said, switch to trunks because it makes you look bigger. Okay. And I thought it was a rib. I don't know All why, right. but I thought it was a rib. He's like, he just wants me to wrestle in underwear because I'm going to look stupid. I don't know why that was came into my head. But long story short, so I, I wrestled Milagro, and then I changed into my gear. Then it's, you're going to be in the Battle Royal, and you wanted to come down to the final two. You wanted it to come down to me and Danny E because okay. you guys booked a, let's make it look like a brand new baby face is going to go over yep. because Julian's kind of getting over. See how this works. Danny E will go over. Uh, or... You know, I'll go over and then Danny will go over. So I go over for the battle royal. Crowd goes out of their mind, and then all. So, okay, so winner of the battle royal got a New England title shot. Yes. Yeah, so all Julian right, Starr it. wins the battle royal, and then once I won, Danny E came out right away. It was one okay. of those like I'm down and out. I won. Yeah. Crowds popping. Danny E comes out right away, 
and starts attacking me. And then he tries to hit me, and I catch a quick roll-up in the crowd. We did, like, three false finishes, and the crowd is chomping at the bit yeah. for me to go over. Like, screaming up on their feet. Like, I remember this vividly because this was literally the first time I had ever felt an adrenaline rush like this. Where I was looking around at fans, and they're looking at me with this concern of, like, please, please, please win. And I was just, like, my heart was pumping fast, and I almost cried at one point because I was, like, I, I, this is overwhelming. But you guys ended up having Danny Eagle over, and it was a dud. Like the once it went over, it was yeah. like, Ugh. and I want to say it was like the Saturday morning class after the show, or maybe next week. You guys were like, "We fucked up. Like we oh. should have put you over for that title because that crowd would have lost their goddamn mind." Like, you, if I don't know if you have Cold Fury Nine, but yeah. you should go back and watch it because right. I have yet to. I got to see it once ever afterwards. And when I watched it, it gave me chills. And it, it's weird to say that about myself because I don't like to talk about myself in this way. But it gives me chills to think about the reaction I got. And then you guys later on, I want to say it was the next show, yeah. literally the next show, we had just a straight up me versus Danny E for the New England title put me over. Wasn't as good wasn't as, as, as good it would have been. Because the buildup. Build what, what we'll there. have to do is charge him before the next poker game at your house. You, Julie, and I will have to get there early. And I'll bring a Cold Fury 9 DVD <laughs> so, we, so we can watch it real quick. To, that's amazing. But now, not long after this, Tarzan, you started booking because now that's Cold Fury 9. Yeah. It was a year, well, Cold, it was a year in, later. In the scope of Chaotic. Yeah. yeah. Now, so now, but you were the first person to really start pushing Julian. Um, right? I Because somewhere in the middle of this, I think you won the tag straps, right? Yeah. So what happened was is I had the New England Championship. And I'm going to talk about a little story here. So I work. Oh, good. Tommaso and Woburn. Yep. This is another <laughs> one of those I had no control. So I think I, that was Hudson, to be honest. Uh, Hudson, yes, yeah. it was. So Hudson, I work. Hudson Mass? Yes. Okay, the old dogs. Got it. So I work uh, Tommaso and Hudson. I'm pumped for this match because Tommaso was just trying to get his steam back. He okay. was just starting to get, you know, amazing again. And I'm all pumped for this match. So Tommaso calls everything, you know, we call a pretty simple match, but Tommaso's like, just follow me and we'll we'll do some other stuff. We're their opener. And it's for the New England Championship. And we go out. And then all of a sudden, he goes, we're going to suplex each other over the top rope. And I'm like, all right, sick. So we're doing all these crazy like main event spots. He rips up the mat, suplexes me on the floor. Oh, my God. The whole nine yards. It's all coming back. Yeah, to you now. remember that? <laughs> oh, God, I remember We have it. this insane match. We did go over our time. We come back. Everyone does the whole thing. Tommaso Gajur, blah, 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 blah. I got pulled aside by Malonis, like a couple different people. And it was just, what the fuck are you doing? Suplexing people on the floor. It's the opener. You got to save all these spots for the later of the card and this, that, and the other thing. And I'm still shrugging like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, why am I getting yelled at? I don't have control over this. You guys know I'm new. And I just never understood. But as I like just in business and stuff, I understand yeah. you have to be able to come down on someone for these things. Because the surrounding people, if they find out no one's being punished for something, right. then it's okay for everyone to do. So I get it. But long story short, we'll fast forward. Um, In hindsight, you should have made that your gimmick. You should have been the heat machine. I, I <laughs> wish. What, what you should have done was just gone to veterans and saying, hey, look, work me on shows. Yeah. Do whatever the hell you want. I'm going to get blamed for yeah. it. So what, what the hell? Yeah, just get yourself yeah. over with yeah. me. Um, so what was the segueing into? So we were talking about now Tarzan comes on board. You had, yes, you said the tag straps. Yes, tag straps. So such a strap. So yes, there was actually a point where you, I it was just a placeholder. Yeah. I Brian Logan got hurt, got hurt. And they just wanted to take the titles off of I can't remember who. They, you, they wanted the belts back on the Logan. Yes. Well, they wanted to get him off because he was hurt. Right. It was you, it was Republic. It was Congo and Fala yes. at the time. So we took him off Republic because I yeah. remember beating him now. That was a movie. Yeah. Yes. And so we, it was just like a shock win. Like It was like, hey, I need a tag team partner. I'll use Julian. Yeah. And so right. we did the shock factor. It's like, oh, these two haven't really partnered up, but let's see what they can do. Yeah. So we go over for the tag titles yeah. that night, and I want to say we lost them probably the next show. No, you lost them in, you held them for about three months. Really? Yep. Okay. Um, because it was a triple threat match. A Cold ah. Fury 10. Cold Fury 10. Okay. Where it was uh, you and Chase Del Monte. Yes. Against Republic, against the reunited Logan brothers, because at that point, um, Brian was back. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's the night I popped my ankle. I tried to do a dive on the outside and I jumped oh, on okay. the top rope. Do you remember when I t jumped on the, I did the spring spring and then I just jumped backwards yeah. and landed on my head? Yes. My ankle just before that, I had done a lion salt on Kala yeah. and my ankle popped. Oof. And I thought I broke it because I've never broken a bone. Yeah. 
So I've told everyone, like, I, I my ankle's broken, I yeah. think. And so we go to the dive spot, and I'm stupid. Um, so <laughs> I was told, like, we already went over our yeah. dives. This is what we're going to do. Well, I tend to let adrenaline push me to do stupid things. Okay. So come this time, I go, well, I'm going to do something different. So I do the spring, the spring, and as I put weight on my foot on the uh. top rope, it just gave. So I jumped away to try and land on my feet, yeah. and I twisted in the midair, landed on my head. And I oh, was Jesus. Just, I just was like, well, I'm just going to lay here. Just gonna lay here. I'm, I'm just going to act dead. dead. And then Brian Logan just looked at me and was like, all right. And then he got <laughs> up and did his dive. So he kind of saved it with his, but I remember that. And then Chase right. called the match early. I remember him just being like, we're going to go home now because you're not going to be able to do this. This is, this is where we've had enough of this. So yeah. Just, so just and then this. I was out for like. Uh, a couple months after that. All right. Uh, on a side note, yes. Um, I don't know if you know this. Not everyone, but the popular opinion in the rock room that that night was Julian wasn't hurt at all. He was trying to avoid getting yelled at for something, and, yes. he, and he worked the whole thing. Yep. Really? Yep. Yeah. That was my whole thing. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't. I got. Yeah. I was trying not to get yelled at for something, so yeah. I was working my ankle injury. Yeah. I don't even remember what it was you were gonna get yelled at for. Yes. I just remember in the locker room the opinion was he's working it because he he's trying to avoid getting yelled at. Yeah, so for if he something. gets the sympathy role for being hurt, they won't yell at him for something. So I, you were you were just the redheaded stepchild of chaotic. Just yes. whatever we needed somebody to yell at. Yep. You were it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's good to know. Which is why I told you to this day, like I had a very bad stigma. And I'm I, I can see why in certain aspects, but otherwise like it's one of those things and I've tried to tell everyone this in wrestling too and in life once you once your first impression is made, mm-hmm. it's stuck with you forever. Yeah. And it isn't until you can disappear and recreate your impression with people is how you change it. I didn't people didn't stop having a negative opinion about me until I physically got my neck hurt and had to walk away. Okay. Once I came back is when everyone was like, All right, this kid's not so now, bad. And of course at that point you're what in yeah. your late twenties. Yeah, of course. Now I'm in my late twenties, everyone's like, Oh, he's just naturally an outspoken asshole. So yeah. it, that's just who he is. So it's just one of those. So things. now, so now, like you said, Cold Fury Ten that happens. And that show was the last show before Kevbo and myself. Right, and that's where you. That's where you took over shortly after. Yeah. Now I want to ask you, uh, <laughs> honest opinion. I mean, what did, did you have any thoughts about Kevbo and I coming in as the Booker, or did you not make a difference to you at all? Didn't make a difference uh, to me. Um, I honestly, so I was too green to understand what good booking or bad booking or even what mediocre booking was. Yeah. So like, I had no opinion on whether we were doing well on shows or whether we weren't. All I remember was there were some shows in Lowell or whatever where I'd go out and I'd be like, man, there's only like 70 people here. Um, Man, there's only like 50 people here. But I, in my mind, it was just, oh, people couldn't afford a ticket. That's how I thought of it. So like changing in bookers, I still didn't understand the difference. I just assumed everyone's going to have the same idea. You guys all know what you're doing. I don't. I'm just going to do what I'm told. So sometimes... Not always. Sometimes the booking has no effect. Not on the show at all. Sometimes a good booker, you know, it's not promoted right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not getting out there right. So you have no talent. Yeah. So I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, the booker makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. Sometimes it does. Sometimes I think it's the owner in general. I think in general, the owner makes <laughs> well, all the difference. Uh, you're a great promoter. As well. I'm a great, I, thank you. <laughs> so mad. I was trying yeah, to get that in. World, yeah, yeah, absolutely. World's so, greatest promoter. At this point, this is where things take over. My opinion of, um, I was like, this kid of Julian specifically, is uh, we could do something with him down the road. We didn't have any grander plans. But mm-hmm. at the time, we were going to be doing the Chase heel turn. Yes. Which was going to have a series of matches with you and him against the Logans, which was eventually going to lead to a heel turn. Yes. From Chase. Yes. Matt Logan gets hurt. Yeah. So we're already effed now. We're like, mm-hmm. this is screwed up. We didn't know. We had all this whole brain surgeon thing. Not brain surgeon, but, but brainstorm. Let me, let me jump in on something. Okay. I still believe to this day, Chaotic Wrestling, there was a tag team curse. Anytime you tried to build, any of us tried to build a major tag team angle, especially one that blows off at Cold Fury, somebody in one of the tag teams would get hurt. Yeah. Every damn time. Oh, happen a lot. So continue. So uh, we had this time. There was like going to be a couple of shows that led to this. So I'm like, all right, well, what are we going to do? And I don't know who suggested it. Um, it might have been Chase. It might have been Kev Bo, myself. I don't remember. And I don't, I don't want to get heat anymore for not remembering anything right. So Elia was brought up to fill in for Matt Logan uh, while he was hurt. So we're already kind of wonky because, you know, the whole point is Chase is going to turn on the Logans, who are like his best friends, right. you know, so that's where the heat's going to come. So we already have one of them not in there. So I'm like, fine, we can still make it work. Then comes a Boy Scout show 
Oh my God! At the New England, still the CTC at yes, that point. Right? Do you um, remember this? Do you remember this? Oh, this is starting to come back to me now. So yes. I don't know if this was they paid you. They if paid, this was, yeah. Okay, so yeah, there's a bunch of us. Cub Scouts come to the school. Similar like actually, a birthday. Yeah, yeah birthday. we put on a yeah. show. We don't have music and lights and all that, but it's still a wrestling show. Right. There's a bunch of matches. Um, I didn't really have anything to do with the booking of this because it was more of a school thing. You know, uh, Brian Fury booked himself with Sasha Banks, uh, surprisingly. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> Julian is supposed to be there in a match. Yes. It doesn't even matter what the match was. Yeah. It was of no consequence. He doesn't show up. Nobody knows where he is. Nobody can get a hold of him. I no-showed. I he, no, no called, no-showed no my job. No it turned up he <laughs> overslept. And I'm thinking, all right, well, it's stupid, but who gives a shit, you know? Yeah. A bunch of people on the roster, not even part of the bookers, are losing their minds over him not showing yes. up, flipping out. And I am like trying to make a case for, look, I know it's a stupid thing on his part. I don't necessarily agree with him doing it. I know it kind of sets a bad example, but we're already in a hole here with Matt being hurt. We already had to do a substitute. What the hell are we going to do? It's going to change everything. Yeah. I'm fighting a losing battle. I don't know if Kebo, I can't remember if Kebo had any input on it at all, you know, fighting or didn't care. I'm brand new booker, so I don't have yeah. any in influence on you to tell you what to do. You right. don't have any faith in me at that point because I booked like two shows maybe. So finally decision is made. Julian has to be suffer the consequences for not going to the awesome. Cub Scout show. Then um, we're just throwing out ideas. I'm throwing out anything. So do we suspend you? Do we take oh, you? Suspended for two shows. There, Yeah. There, so I'm just going to jump in real quick. So <laughs> in my, my half of this, so... Um, I'll tell the quickest story I can about why I was late. So, <laughs> what was her name? Uh, no, it was Brian. So, <laughs> so all right. Uh, this is gonna sound nerdy, this, but this Brian, Ray, and Scotty Slade, we all got together and stayed up a whole, basically a whole day. We hung out at Brian's old apartment. We yeah. played Mario Kart for the whole day. The deuce. Watching, and it's not a thing. Um, watched wrestling, play, played Mario Kart and Mario Party and all the stuff yep. all day. We stayed up till like. Literally like twenty four hour day. I worked on Saturdays at that time, so I yeah. stayed up the entire night. And then I was like, "Guys, I'm exhausted. I have to be in work in an hour." We didn't go to bed, so I went to work. I worked in a warehouse, so I'm lifting stuff all yep. day. So I go to go home because I want to get some sleep. I want to say it was like a Thursday into Friday, yeah. Friday into Saturday. Sure. So I was like, I want to go home and get some sleep. Now, being a younger kid, and I never used to fall into peer pressure, but for some reason, yeah. I wanted to be cool with these guys. So. Um, they're like, come on, don't be a pussy, blah, 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 blah. Don't be a wuss. Like, come hang out with us and, you know, come over to the house and continue playing Mario Kart and do whatever. So, of course, I'm like falling asleep behind the wheel, but I'm like, I got to do what I can to make myself cool. <laughs> so I go back to Brian's house right after work. So yep. I worked eight to five, right after five, go right back to Brian's. And I stayed up again until two in the morning, three in the morning. I finally said I can't do this anymore, and I stayed home. I went home. Yeah. I hit the pillow. I set two alarms to try and get up. I had nothing, oh, nothing. Literally, I could have been dead. And I just remember waking up in the groggiest of states and looking at my phone and being like, "What happened?" And I'm seeing millions of text messages, and I'm like, "I'm still." I was so out of it, I couldn't yeah. understand. And then it dawned on me, like I just swore as hard as I could, and I was like, "I was supposed to be at that show." And then I felt the aftermath later when I was telling everyone, I'm sorry, I overslept, I overslept, I overslept, yep. and I got no responses to my texts. Everyone's asking me, am I okay? I finally said everything, and I get no response. And then I heard certain people were livid. If he doesn't get on fucking shows, I'm done with this company, blah, 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 blah. So I get pulled in by yeah, you, yeah. and this is where I think you and I caught heat. I don't know if you remember this. So you pull me in, and um, I didn't. I didn't have heat with you. That's okay. Good. No, I think this is right. where I kind of rubbed you wrong. Sure. So you pulled me in. I was ring crew chief at this time. Oh, that's right. So I pulled. You pulled me in. You said, "Hey, look." You pulled me off shows. Uh, you said, "Look, you were supposed to be at the show. You can't no call, no show shows." Right. I have to punish you. I'm. Susp I'm taking you off shows indefinitely. I yep. don't know how long you're going to be off. I responded to you with, "Well, then I'm not coming to chaotic shows, and I'm not doing ring crew." Okay. And you went, "What?" <laughs> and I said, I'm not going to be a ring crew chief. I said, it's independent wrestling. I'm going to go wrestle elsewhere. I'll just go get bookings elsewhere. Yep. And you looked at me and was like, like just stunned. I was like, who the fuck does this kid think he is? Uh -huh. So I was like, I'm just going to go wrestle elsewhere. And you and I just had this silent moment. And then you were just like, 
all right, well, you and I will talk later. Just go down and train. It was a Saturday. Yep. Um, or Tuesday. And so you're up in the office. I just went down and trained, and like I'm steaming in my yep. head, and I'm just like, no one understands me. And <laughs> it wasn't until then, I think you took me off one show, yep. and you said to me after, I think you either called me or you told me later, we're only going to take you off one show, Okay. and then we'll go from there. And then I continued being ring crew chief and whatnot, and I, I got back on shows. See? And then I think I rubbed Malonis the wrong way because I wasn't punished properly. So... Yeah. And but you know what I mean? So like sure. every person who catches wind of this is just like, How the fuck is this kid getting away with murder? This is unheard of and this is how I caught heat the more I right. wrestled throughout. You know what I mean? So it's just you do dumb things and you know, you get held liable and judged for it. But that's whatnot. one of those things where like you, you said, it it's wrestling. We all have our you have your golden children, you have your heat machines, yep. and and same rules don't apply. Mm-hmm. And like you said, sometimes we have to make examples of yeah. people. And and for me, I would always try to make examples of the people who had the least impact yeah. on the company. You, and that's why, like you said, you got yelled at for matches against Louis and Tommaso. That you know I have at no the control time, over. Louis and Tommaso were more important. Yeah. We gotta yell at somebody. I yeah. yell at the new kid. It's and I forgot where I heard that from. It was actually another podcast. I want to say it was either CM Punks or whatever. Uh, and he talked about how like Certain people or Benoit came over to him and had to yell at him, and then he had to talk to him in private. He's like, "Look, I'm sorry, I had to tear into you, but yeah. I have to do it in front of the boys because someone has to be disciplined. Absolutely, otherwise people think they can get away with murder." And that's when it dawned on me: "Oh, this is why I got yelled at for certain things that yeah. I didn't have control over." Yeah. So it all—it's just—it's just a no, learning experience. I mean, again, not off topic. Then we'll get back to it. But like the famous Tommaso tennis ball episode, yeah. where I fired Tommaso. And it screwed up a bunch of our plans because that's when Tommaso was about to make a, yeah, a run at Fury. main event with yeah. Fury. Yeah. yeah. And I remember I called him and he picked the phone and he said, I'm fired, aren't I? I said, yeah, you know I have to, right? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I know. Because I couldn't have him do that mm-hmm. and yeah. not fire him. Yeah. But but you you were in that spot. Yeah. So now, so now I'm going to kind of pause the story here because we've covered so much. I know we have a lot more to talk about. But uh, this is kind of a good stopping point for now. And what we're going to do is I'm going to have Julian and Tarzan come back uh, on our next episode in about two weeks. Because I want to continue the conversation. I want to talk more about Julian, some of your longer runs in chaotic wrestling, uh, why you eventually stopped wrestling for us. And and we have a story coming up that even I didn't know about, about an injury you suffered and and all that meant to you. So we'll be back in two weeks. I want to thank Julian and Tarzan for being here today. And uh, this is Jamie Jamikowski for Let the Chaos Begin right here on the NAI Pop and For the Pops Podcast Network. We'll see you in two weeks, everybody.